Welcome to the Homegrown Podcast, a place where we share the truth about food and farming from our kitchen to yours. I'm your host, Liz Hazelmeyer, along with my husband, Joey. Good afternoon. And together we hope to educate, inspire, and equip you in your pursuit of true nourishment. Today's guest is August Bryce, and we're going to be talking about all things tech wellness. August, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here. Hi, Liz. Hi, Joe. It's so great to be on the homestead. Very, very excited about everything that you guys do. I love all this natural information, and I just love the audience that you must have that's so into this new way or the old way of living. I like it. A hundred percent. You know, the community here is so, they put up with our our ramblings, you know, and we're so (laughs) thankful for that. But we really do cover such a wide variety of topics because we'll we'll do a whole podcast on raw milk, and then we'll do sourdough, and then we'll do parenting, and then we'll do today. Hunting. Hunting. Yeah. I was like, come on. Uh And tech wellness is like, it's not only so elusive and confusing for so many because we're told by the powers that be that there's no health risks to Wi-Fi and 5G and you can wear your AirPods and you'll be fine. Mm. But then we're also inundated with new versions every single year. So it's really hard for us to keep up with the actual truth. So I'm so excited to dive in. My first question for you, August, is like, how do you define tech wellness and this idea about health around technology? Okay. I like that question. Well, tech wellness is a platform of information and experts and solutions to empower people to live healthy and balanced with technology. So Mm -hmm. that's the core. And uh, there are many reasons why, and mostly it has to do with looking at tech with its wonderfulness and potential toxins. Mm -hmm. Mm. Holding both in the same hand. Basically. They come together, they really do. They do. Mm-hmm. So, August, how did you get? How did you get into tech wellness? Tell, tell us a little bit about your story, kind of like how you got into, got to where you are today. Well, the we recently put out a little video that my daughter, who is in her thirties, found uh, recently, and mm-hmm. she said, "Hey, mom, you know how you always say that the first time you held a cell phone, you could feel the energy, and it didn't feel good." I said, "Yeah," and she goes, "Well, guess what? It's on video." I said, no, it's not. And she said, yeah. So she was three years old at the time or in two. And and she uh, went to search for videos, home family videos of herself. And she said, oh, you should see this. And so sure enough, I met Christmas. My husband gives me my first cell phone. I put the cell mm-hmm. phone up to my ear that he's programmed. And I just feel all this energy. And from that moment forward, I knew that something was up with that energy. I didn't know what it was. It took a long time to really completely understand that that EMF or those electromagnetic fields, that invisible energy that powers everything wireless was really messing with my biology. And some people can feel it and some people can't. But being really intuitive and sensitive helped me feel it. And so Mm -hmm. all along the way, as people just you know, really came attached to technology. We're talking, this was back in the 90s. And so I got to Mm. watch all the way as people got their phones and their wireless computers and their laptops. And then all of a sudden they thought the phone was attached to them where I I got to Mm. sort of take a back seat because it didn't really feel good. So I could see the obsessions, another toxin from tech 
and addictions. Mm -hmm. I could see the reliance that was just very unnatural. Um, I started, I found these air tube headphones that I'm wearing now. They have a tube of air that stops the EMF from getting to the top. And I found a version of them uh, when I was on a trip. And so I bought a bunch and I put them online. This was back in the early 2000s. And I wanted to share them and sell them. And at that point, I could see everyone who was visiting the site. I could see their name, address, where they were, their credit card, their phone number. And I realized, oh, my goodness, we also have a privacy issue. So Mm. those are, in a nutshell, the tech toxins that we talk about. We talk about EMF and blue light and privacy stealers. And then, of course, addictions, obsessions, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And that's why, yeah. because they, you know, they were just part of what was happening in reality with technology. And so mm-hmm. I've been talking about them for a long time. The first video that I did online for uh, my other company was called Safer Tech. We had a website it was 2006 where I demonstrated the invisible energy and told people to be aware of it. Not not wow. fear it, just know it's there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched that video of you opening up your cell phone and getting it for the first time. And you posted it on Instagram and I saw it like literally maybe last week or the week before. We should share that in the show notes because I think people okay. should click in and, and watch that happen. Because you're like, oh, wait, why is this? What's happening to my head? It's yeah. fascinating. I'm so glad your daughter dug that up. What kind of phone was it? It was like a flip phone. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she That's was in there. That's outstanding. Yeah, it was good. I remember my parents' very first cell phone and it had like a weird plastic sleeve on it. So you uh-huh. could like barely press the buttons yep. and a really long antenna you had to extend. <laughs> That's and then right. they upgraded. All yeah, the isn't G's. that weird? Yeah. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, I was born in 1991. So I was the start of the tech kickoff, right? So we've we've witnessed it and partaken in it. I was, I, I love the conversation of phones back then, especially around the sense of like cases that we used to put on the phones mm-hmm. and the funniest like change in usage for a phone case that I've seen is back then a phone case used to be decorative. You put a phone <laughs> case on because it was like, man, my phone's now like bedazzled, right? <laughs> and and now it's like, if you don't have a phone case, you're like a fool mm-hmm. because your phone's going to break. You don't have a phone case. I'm a fool. I don't like phone cases, but anyways. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into this because this isn't it. This is, I have some questions for you specifically around phone okay. cases and EMF mitigation. So first of all, mm. if you could give our audience an overview of what electromagnetic fields or frequencies are and how they interact with the biology, that would be great. Okay. And then let's get into some mitigation tactics and tools. Okay. So EMF, electromagnetic fields, are on this very long spectrum. And it starts with magnetic, and it goes all the way up to gamma rays. But the EMF that we really focus on are the man-made wireless EMF because they have a negative effect on our biology. So when you hear people say, oh, EMF is just natural, it comes from the earth, it comes from the sun, yes. But this is the man-made EMF where Mm. the waves have been manipulated and polarized so that they can bring us data. So they can bring us data in in what? Milliseconds now, right? So um, that EMF, you can't see it and you can't smell it. You can't touch it. But when your battery is powered and that phone is on, that's how your phone is communicating with wherever the source of data is. 
It could be a cell phone antenna. It could be a wireless item. It could be your Wi-Fi. It could be the Bluetooth, a connection through Bluetooth. So all these sources all carry this man-made EMF. And it's in a little a slot called radio frequency, but it contains magnetic energy and it contains uh, different parts of the spectrum. Today, when you hear about 5G, and the G, by the way, stands for generation. So we started at 1G, that phone that you saw, that's a 1G mm-hmm. phone. It could just make mm-hmm. phone calls. Uh, and then we texted and then we got data. And now we're up to 5G. That's the beginning of the support for driverless cars. And that's why we're seeing more and more antennas come up. But the 5G has a new wave that we've only been exposed to when we walk through airport scanners. And that's called Mm. the millimeter wave. And up until now, it's just been for that. And it's also been for military purposes. So it's going to get more complicated. We're going Mm -hmm. to be layering on these different types of electromagnetic field frequencies. So these, of course, because, you know, our bodies, it's the body electric, and our nervous systems, I think especially, um, are probably feeling more anxiety. And Mm -hmm. for someone who's sensitive like me, who felt it right at the beginning, oh, and by the way, when I first found someone who told me what it was and that it actually had a name, electromagnetic hypersensitivity, They Mm -hmm. thought that back then, 1% of the population probably had that. And now, Magda Havis, who is a specialist in electromagnetic hypersensitivity, actually thinks that about 30% of the population has many of the symptoms of it. So do you Mm -hmm. get nervous or headaches or insomnia or nausea or palpitations? I mean, I have a, a guide for EMF sensitivity And there's literally 25 different symptoms. And I've connected each to a research study that talks about it, Mm -hmm. just so that, you know, it has some backing in science as well, because everything that we do at Tech Wellness, we back up with science. And we have experts Mm -hmm. in all these different fields that pretty much vet all of our blogs and and what we talk about. So did I get off topic? (laughs) No. Okay, good. Well, no, this is great because... I wanted you to explain how EMFs impact the body. So all of these symptoms, which people oftentimes associate with other things, lifestyle, stress, food, things like that. They're real. I, I, we have some EMF sensitive folks in our life. So we know what that looks Mm -hmm. like. Do you really? um, Oh yeah. uh, Joey's mother-in-law. I think she was open on the show. Sorry, your mom, my mother-in-law. Um, she is is very sensitive, and I think that she would attribute that sensitivity to other things going on in her mm-hmm. life too. hundred percent. Chronic chronic Lyme disease for years, yes. and, and all kinds yes. of heavy metal toxicity, things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, and generally, and I think Liz, they even, that's how it happens. Generally, yes. I've been to well, for myself included, I was in a super horrible car accident, and on, mm. you know, had. 14 surgeries within five years and just, you know, I, my body was down. And so then I had some autoimmune issues because of all the chemicals. And so when I go to EMF sensitivity, uh, symposiums and conferences, typically the people that I meet have something else going on, a cofactor. And so that's very normal or they're perfectly healthy. Everything is great. 
and then they have one huge dose. And they say that's what happens to them. Like somebody who worked on a cell tower, just one day, boom, just had the worst eczema you've ever seen. Another wow. person who just decided the, his final year of high school to do absolutely everything on his phone with them all the time, just became so sick he couldn't get out of bed. So stories like that. Um, but yeah, those are the people who actually can feel it. And then we have the scientific studies because right when these were brought to market, there was a lawsuit way back then of somebody who uh, believed that they were going to get that they had brain cancer. And so immediately the cell phone industry initiated its first study. And in that first study, they found an association with rats and brain cancer. And uh, that began the, the science. And that was sort of quashed. In fact, it was really quashed because cell phones had already hit the market. People mm. were already buying them. When they first were developed, they weren't for the consumer. They were for military. And so like a lot of things start that way. And so anyway, they were never really tested. But now today, we have literally thousands of really good peer-reviewed studies. And I know I heard you talk with the uh, that wonderful woman who was talking about studies and the FDA and telling us about mm -hmm. what our true rights are. I heard her talking mm -hmm. about studies and being not so sure, you know, and I agree. There are studies that are paid for by the industry. And I really enjoy reading them because I always know right from the beginning, if they used a machine-generated signal meaning it wasn't really a phone because phones have data on them, but they can generate an EMF, an electromagnetic field at the same frequency, but have no data. And those are the studies that seem to be inconclusive. Mm -hmm. But if you put a cell phone in a rat's cage and our national toxicology program did a five-year study and spent over $30 million and studied hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of rats through their birth cycle and death cycle, and found clear evidence. It's right on the website, clear evidence of heart tumors, brain cancer, low body weight, low birth weight, excuse me. So we know that there's definitely a biological effect. Without a doubt, 100%, there's a biological mm -hmm. effect. Mm -hmm. From this EMF, from our wireless devices, we have so many studies that have linked things like infertility and um, ADHD and autism. And I believe very conclusive and really well done studies showing these things. Um, and so anyway, it's a big industry with very flashy, wonderful products and really great advertising. <laughs> And it's a wonderful, wonderful technology, except for the side effects. So mm -hmm. we, we know we've been trying to figure out exactly how does this harm occur? What's the mechanism of harm? And we do know for sure that there's something called cell dysregulation, where our cells basically don't gate properly, causing oxidative stress. We know that for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, how much oxidative stress per person? 
how and which antioxidants to take to battle that, you know, oxidative stress. To me, it's like another toxin where it's just in that bucket of toxic load. And for many people, it's big in that bucket, just like pesticides are big in the bucket for some and others seem to, you know, like with cigarette smoke, stand up against it okay. Others, you know, mm-hmm. a whiff of smoke in there, they're running, right? So um, I just think it's something we really need to be mindful of, very careful of, because mm-hmm. the studies are very compelling for me. Mm-hmm. And and speaking of studies, have they ever studied the compounding effect of all the various ways we're experiencing EMFs, maybe just in your household? Because if I'm thinking if I have an Apple TV, I have a speaker that connects via Bluetooth, I've got iPhones in the house, I've got laptops in the house, I have Wi-Fi through the house. Have they ever done any studies looking at the compounding effect of all that on your system every single day? Liz, that is so brilliant. And no, they, from the industry standpoint, especially when they get something called uh, approval because their phone or their device falls within the SAR levels, that is something that was measured. (laughs) It hasn't changed for 30 years. The standard specific specific absorption rate, which basically Mm -hmm. is a thermal measurement for how much of this radiation does it take to heat a tissue has nothing to do mm-hmm. with the non-ionizing invisible effect, just the heating effect, which of course isn't great either. But this standard is always studied in a vacuum. So yeah, your SAR level is, well, they were all they just were recalled last week in France because the SAR levels were too high. So they had to stop selling iPhone 12s. But supposedly, if we believe that the SAR levels are safe and appropriate for each device, no one has done what you just said and put them all together and said, wait a minute, now now we've reached maximum impact and we are over even the OSHA standards, which, by the way, in America are super generous. We have the Mm -hmm. highest or the most relaxed standards of any country. It's it's so really, it, we're on our own here. The iPhone 12 was recalled in France. Yes. I did yes. not know that. Mm. Yes. The Ministry of Science uh, did individual, uh, did private studies and found unequivocally that the SAR was too high and mm. told Apple and Apple responded with, no, it's not. It's perfectly safe. It's been tested. And then they said, we're recalling all of them. And excuse me, that's not true. We're banning all of them from sale. So they stopped the sales. And then they said they would have a recall if Apple didn't fix the problem. And within a week, Apple did a software update fixing the SAR, meaning that they could do that for all of us. They could lower the power because throughout the years... I've had meters. I had one of the, I used to have meters made specially for me by this, uh, turned into tri-filled meters, which is awesome. And mm-hmm. uh, I have seen the incredible increase of just what you're saying, Liz, just in the environment mm-hmm. with a wireless on the street, a wireless booster on the street, a cell phone tower on the street, mm-hmm. people who have 
their wireless security systems on the street. I've seen it just walking down the street. This incredible, exponentially dramatic high increase in environmental EMF, not to mention your home, like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is it just the 12 or is it the 12 and every generation after the iPhone 12? I would say, I would say that from time to time, it's probably any of our phones. I think they had the ability with a software update to push the power, increasing what we call power density, which means basically more electromagnetic fields. So that probably can happen anytime. I'm really recommending to everyone always to just have your phone in an airplane when you're not using it, because at that particular mm-hmm. time, it won't be spewing EMF from it. But your Bluetooth mm-hmm. is a signal, your Wi-Fi is a signal, your cell signal, your cell antenna is a signal. The newer phones, starting with the 12, have the millimeter wave antenna built in. So that's that extra new EMF that I said that was only in scanners. That's built in to every new phone. Mm. Okay, so I have the newest iPhone. You have <laughs> the 14 well, or 15? Well, the not the one that just came out. The 14. I bought my iPhone. You have, she has a 14. I have a 14. 14. And here's what I've done so far. I've turned off 5G because like, I went into my settings. I turned that off. I always keep my Bluetooth off all the time. And I put my phone on airplane mode when I'm not using it and when I sleep at night. But I don't have a cover. And here's why. I have questions about the EMF mitigation shields. Because if I'm understanding them correctly, they deflect the signal. But if I open that up, does it not magnify that signal towards me? Will you explain how these EMF sleeves, you know what I'm talking about? Like they fold over and they just, they confuse me. What's your take on the EMF cell phone you, cover you sleeve? Are, you're super aware. I want you to know that. You're very brilliant <laughs> to, think of how, to think of both of these things, like how much exposure is doubling on itself. And, and that's yeah. also an issue that, you know, it's it bounces. Um, so yes. with the shields... You'll hear that these shields block up to 99% or 99% of the radiation. And actually, the material that they use does that. It actually does block. But like you're saying, if you think of the invisible radiation, I, I like to explain it like it's a cigarette and there's smoke. It's, it's visible, right? So you've got a cigarette. It's got the visible smoke. That smoke is strongest at the tip. And as it goes through the air, it gets lighter and lighter and it dissipates. So we always say distance is your friend when it comes to EMF because at the antenna, it's the strongest. But as it goes through the air, it dissipates. So now you have a block. And just like you said, it deflects, reflects, it bounces. So where is it going? It's bouncing off the metal. It's bouncing off other waves. It's bouncing. It's not just going away. Eventually it will. But it's bouncing, mm-hmm. and many times it reflects and it multiplies. And mm. to your point about opening it and closing it, it turns out that at the opening, what I've seen time and time again is because it still works, the phone still works, and it has an opening on the side, right? The case opens, mm-hmm. and 
maybe you have yours there. And so it's like a wallet, an open wallet. That's what these phone cases look like. Mm -hmm. And the material's generally just on one side, but it's closed in. And what it's doing is it's telling that antenna, you're not getting any connection. And the antenna responds with, I'll give you more power because I want to make that connection. And so the power grows and grows because it can't get the connection. So mm-hmm. it's like it, it wants a breath. And so it's it's just screaming for breath. And you're exposed to more than you would have been if you'd had nothing on the phone at all. So those but, are the real issues. And there's a research project by a brilliant EMF scientist who is known to have studied and found the first infertility issue and talked about polarization. His name is Demetrius Panagopoulos. And he did a study in 2019 talking about the risks of EMF shielding and really described the physics of what we're talking about. Mm, Thank you for that explanation. This has been my intuition for so long and it's why I've never gotten one of those shielding cell phone covers. And I, so like with that in mind, what else can we do if we have, if we choose to have a smartphone besides maybe turning off the antennas and going into your settings and shutting off the 5G and airplane mode, do you, do you recommend like a Faraday bag? Like are those the same? Do those also have issues? No, a Faraday bag does not have issue issues except the phone doesn't really like being in it, you know, because it has no power. Okay. But the, the Faraday is Actually, I love my Faraday's for privacy because no one mm. can track me when my phone is in the Faraday. And it's mm. guaranteed no signal. So, yes, I love Faraday's for those two reasons. But when my phone is around the house, it's on airplane mode or I wanted to show you this. Uh, I honestly use this all day long. I have my phone hardwired to the Ethernet. So you said you're a child of the 90s. Your parents had these cables for your computer, Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. sure. (laughs) We all did. (laughs) So these cables go all over my house, and now we have adapters, and this goes right into the iPhone. Yes. And so I plug in the iPhone, and I get every single thing that the iPhone does, except I cannot text or make a phone call, but I could use WhatsApp. I can use Signal. I can message from my computer that's wired right now. There are no EMF in this room because everything's wired. So that's an alternative. But when I'm out and about with my phone, I carry it on a leash. So I'm distanced from it. And if it's on, only if it's on it, if it's on airplane, I could, I'll put it in my hand, not much, but usually I just have it on the leash. And then I use a stylus to touch it. If I'm out, say I'm at a restaurant and I'm waiting for someone and I have to turn on my phone, when I turn on my phone, I use my stylus and I don't touch the phone for at least a few seconds because when it makes that hand, it's called the handshake, when it turns on and it's looking for signal, that's when your phone is at its most powerful. Mm. Right then, you're going to get a blast of exposure. And you can see this if you had a meter. And so what I like to do is just like turn it on, kind of back away, let it, you know, find its connection. And then I take my stylus 
and I swipe and make phone calls. And then, of course, I use my AirTube headsets that get me about five and a half feet from the phone if I need to be. And uh, I also use speakerphone. Mm-hmm. Tell me what this bag is. A Faraday bag? Yeah, what is that? <gasps> oh, I didn't bring one to show you. I should have. It's, um, it's just like a purse? Like, it's, it's, like, oh. it's like a little sleeve. Yes. You, like stick your, you can stick your computer, your is laptop, like whatever. You go to a concert or a, or a comedy yes. show and they don't want you to take pictures. So they, put, yes. they give you that thing. Is that yes. what this is? Okay. It looks just like, like that, except it's okay. got metallic material that truly blocks all the signal. But unlike a case, a phone case, it's sealed. Mm. It's dramatically sealed. Like it has to be folded over a certain yeah. number of times. It is an impenetrable seal if they're made properly. And so it doesn't get any signal and it blocks everything because of that thick metallic material. Mm. Mm. So so this is something that we could, and okay, you said some other things I didn't know. You said you carry your phone on a leash. I do. I'm not it's sure so that cool. I know what that means. Yeah, because I probably should get it, but it's 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 like a strap. It's like, okay. you know, it's like having it in a purse, but I can mm-hmm. see it all the time. Like in a purse, it's tucked mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. this way. You know, I'm just carrying my phone because I travel light and I just carry it. And, and inside the case, I put my credit card and my driver's license and, and I just carry my phone on like a strap and it attaches oh, to the you. case. And when I carry it, I never crossbody it. You know, like I'm sure some people would take the same leash and crossbody it and let it touch mm-hmm. their body, but I never, never let my phone touch my body because no right in the manual, it's written right inside your phone that it will not even meet these SAR standards if it's touching your body or in your pocket. Okay, but like right. everyone's walking around with their phone in their pocket, Joe. I you d- got to stop doing that. You sorry. have to stop I'm doing sorry. that. I will. So can you... What are we supposed to do with our phones if we can't put them in our pocket? Well, it's wild. It says that. We can make leashes, uh, we can make, you know, Faraday's popular. We can make leashes popular, man bags popular. Let's bring them back. But it's yes. so important, Joe, for infertility. I mean, the studies are really good showing the decrease in sperm health mm. just from a phone. And so you want to be super careful. And girls, you want to be so careful because of the higher rate of miscarriages just mm-hmm. from being exposed to EMF. And you know who did this study? It was um, Kaiser Permanente. 900 women in a study. And they actually wore these belts and they had their intake of not just the wireless-powered you know, things around their homes, but they could also see the electric EMF and the magnetic EMF from things like a blow dryer or an electric blanket or the refrigerator. And so they measured their intake and the women that had a higher intake for just, um, oh my gosh, it was the higher, three times more likely to have a miscarriage. Mm. Wow. Three times more likely. That's devastating for those families. Mm-hmm. So this is my, I was going to ask you about the refrigerator, the the blow dryer, the mm-hmm. microwave. If anyone is still listening to this podcast. I know because some of these things are really easy, right, Liz? <laughs> We're turning everyone off. But honestly, it's once you get into the groove of the hardwire, 
super easy. Mm -hmm. No one can hack the hardwire like they can the Wi-Fi. And it's True. so solid. We're not going to drop off here at all, which is mm -hmm. so nice. And it's so much faster. So I think... Wired has got some really great benefits. It really does. Um, mm -hmm. But the other things, like just having the phone on airplane, you'll find that it's also a great rest for your mind. It really is. Mm -hmm. And from time to time, you just need to do that for yourself. Mm -hmm. I do use airplane mode often. And it's because Elizabeth has encouraged me. And Good job. Um, our computer currently is hardwired in. I can't say that I've been as diligent as August is with my phone. <laughs> I'll try to do better. I th I'm even thinking of solutions immediately, and that's that's that I could I could throw my phone in my backpack and mm -hmm. um, distance it. Yeah, 100. Um, percent That's definitely an easy thing I could do, and it would not stress me out at all to do that. Do but, you uh, do you worry about like those other things I mentioned, like microwave, refrigerator, hair dryer, or? Or is it just like those are so low on the list, they're not of concern? Well, it probably doesn't surprise you I don't use my microwave. We don't either. Yeah. We don't even own one. <laughs> Great. I didn't think you did. That's no, just don't. not the vibe, right? No. So no, it's no like, why? Anyway, so good. So microwave's out. But no, I actually don't really worry about, about anything in the house because I've made it like my sanctuary. Mm -hmm. I just make sure that I feel good in here. I make sure mm -hmm. that, you know, I take my first meter when I first move in and just leasing this house. But um, we moved in and I bring the tri-field meter that also measures that other kind of EMF, electric and magnetic. And I just make mm -hmm. sure that in the wall behind me, I'm not being exposed to electric and magnetic, which really can mess with your sleep. And if mm -hmm. I did, I just pull the bed away from the wall about a foot and a half and just to be absolutely sure and you might hear of some people especially in your community that shut off everything at night Do you, have you heard of that just yeah. for the peace just mm -hmm. just for no exposure to any electricity and um ah someday i'd love to do that but i i don't do that but i make sure that i'm always in a zone that's called the safe sleeping zone and a group of international building biologists from the bio initiative report done 15 years ago determined the right levels that we should be exposed to for a safe sleeping area and i think mm. that's number one if you can just do that for you and your kids so that you know that when they're rejuvenating and when their bodies are healing and when our brains are clearing mm. that at that time we are definitely in an environment where our bodies can do the best for us. Yeah. If somebody was listening to this or me <laughs> um, and they were like, they were, they were, they were living the very conventional life. I mean, I have a laptop that I use on Wi-Fi pr predominantly. That sits yeah. on his lap. Um, I don't always put it on my lap. Sometimes um, you do. Sometimes I do it I too do. though. They, we're going to improve. We're going to Sometimes improve. I do. Get um, a pillow. I have, Grab a pillow. There you go. Get a pillow. Um, up until like about three minutes ago, I've carried my cell phone in my pocket all the time just because <laughs> that's where it goes. I don't know. <laughs> I do the, the pocket check. Everyone out there that doesn't do the pocket check, uh, like phone, wallet, keys. So I got them. We're ready to go. You know, um, what's the, if, if we're going to create a list of priorities mm. and we're going to say, wow, we want to start 
improving our relationship with tech and specifically with EMFs that we are exposed to. Um, it doesn't feel feasible, correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't feel feasible to live a life 100% removed from EMFs. But um, what what would be your list of priorities? Like number one on the list is like this, you should do this first. You are correct. It's it's not feasible. The things that you can do, and I and I love this first one because it really helps also keep tech in perspective when you can detox and you can't can't use your computer or your mm. phone. And a lot of people find that time is when the Wi-Fi is off. So mm. every single night, just turn off your Wi-Fi. Mm. Turn it off when you're not using it. If the kids need to nap, you, you would not believe how many moms have contacted me and told me how all of a sudden their kids are napping once they turn the Wi-Fi off and they didn't know the connection. Mm. They didn't realize that it was keeping the kids up, just, just the fields. So first would be Turn and and you mean Wi-Fi. just unplug the router? Is that is that what we mean? Well, I snap it off. I have a because this happened a long time ago when my husband got a Wi-Fi, knowing my situation, but he had to bring one home because he's a guy and he mm. wanted to be connected, and he thought Wi-Fi was cool. So I just use this little remote control that the Wi-Fi plugs into the switch. So anytime oh. I want, just switch I off like the that. Wi-Fi. We and but, but that essentially just cuts power to the router. Is that, is that what it's doing? That's all it does. You could do that for like a lamp too. And you could you could do that for like your Apple TV. You could do that for your whatever, right? We could have you could have a switch for that because I feel like the challenge there is, you know, you walk around, you got to unplug everything, and it's like you know you're going to bed at night, and I'm already you know as soon as I lay down, it's like did you lock the front door? And it's like did you close the garage? And now it's like add another thing to the list. Did you unplug the router? And it's like, mm-hmm. it'd be nice to have a button, you know, just by the bedside to kind of that's really smart. make that happen. So uh, and super, I, super cool. That's exactly, I have three switches there on one. Mm-hmm. And so I use it for the smart TV because mm-hmm. the smart TV, unless it's powered off, it's a constant Bluetooth signal and I can't get it off. And then I have Sonos speakers, boom. Same thing. They go off. Yep. And then the other one's used for my stand-up desk because, you know, it's the, the electric, uh, big charging mm-hmm. electrical block thing is just like right in front of me. So I find my position, then I turn it off. Mm. So, so the first thing you would suggest people do, this is outstanding, by the way, would be to investigate an, an option of some form. The basic one would be right. just go unplug your router. Like right. take a break, basically, is what yes. I'm hearing. Um, yes. What would be, would there be a number two on that list? Sure. And that is never put your phone to your head. Just mm. just don't even think you can possibly do that. Think it's not an, it's not an option. Don't put your phone to your head. It is mm. really disturbing how we know that children are so much more susceptible than we are. Right, because they're growing, their little bodies, you know, their their bones and skulls haven't developed. Their tissues are so much more susceptible to this energy, and we are seeing increases in brain cancer that are just very, very scary. Mm-hmm. And I would say, don't ever let your child put the phone to their head, even if you're just giving it to them to play with, like I've seen parents do. Just mm-hmm. It just, it's just not an option. 
So always use speakerphone or wired headphones. Wired mm. headphones are generally better than not using headphones. And then the ones with the air tubes that have absolutely no way for any of that energy to get close to your brain are actually the best. So air tube cool. headsets are my number one recommendation for that. And so that gives you that distance that we talked about, you know, that's so important. Mm -hmm. And since we're on the car so much, just be really mindful of the antennas that are on in the car. Turn off the Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, cell signal, anything that you can that you're not using, just turn it off. Mm -hmm. Those are like three really easy. Oh, no phones in your bra and keep your phone out of your pocket. Mm -hmm. So I think those are, and then the laptops on our lap, remember, don't put the laptops on our laps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think those are really easy things to do. How does, mm -hmm. how does that sound to you? I think those are outstanding. I, I really, really like it. Um, it's, it's, it's similar to, it, it feels like a, a, another journey that you can go on, mm -hmm. right? It would be very overwhelming for somebody. I was even a little bit overwhelmed. And you were talking about the things that you do. And, and I, I can't imagine you woke up one day and just changed everything. No. Maybe you did. Um, but no, I didn't. It's it's sort of like man, we, you start out by making some sourdough, and next thing you know, you're, you know, you're cooking, you're a, whole cooking a whole chicken, and the next day you're you know drinking raw milk, right? So it's like <laughs> it's kind of like this progression, exactly. And I think that this is probably a similar reality where man, you know maybe we start by you know turning our Wi-Fi off at night, mm -hmm. like at night. Like how hard is that? You know, right. are you using your Wi-Fi at nighttime? Right. I hope not. I mean, because it's you, you'd want to be sleeping. So here's that's my, that's a layup, my question. right? Yeah. Does your smart thermostat connect to Wi-Fi? Does if you're it still using work? it smartly, <laughs> that's right. But like, no, it'll like if you're connecting to it and like, a, like, like. I'm just saying, like, would it mess up the thermostat if you turned off your Wi-Fi? No. It would just hold. Correct. Okay. Okay. And then, but like, like cooking the whole chicken, Joe. Like cooking the whole chicken. Eventually, you change the thermostat to just yeah. the regular old analog ones that work so True. great. I know. We, um, yeah, I love, I love that your suggestion is not throw everything in the trash. It's like, Hey, listen, I have a smart TV. I have a Sonos speaker. I have these things, but this is how I mitigate mm -hmm. my exposure. Well, that was going to be a question I was going to ask is like, is there a line that we're supposed to be drawing here? And I think really <laughs> it's, it's more or less like education and responsibility that, that we're deploying in the midst of all of this. Yes. Um, that, that, uh, that totally makes sense to me. Here's a topic though I want to bring up because I've been concerned as I've seen this marketplace, this space in the market grow and become so tech heavy and it's the baby and like young kids market. So the video monitors, the video monitor. So you can have a picture of your baby that's emitting insane EMF, the insane. little boot you want to put on your kid so that you have oh, constant oxygen regulation because you're you're worried about their oxygen flow. The um, oh, gosh, what's another like smart baby product? Like, oh, my uh, gosh, they have uh, diapers. Um, they have they have diapers. they, they want to put what? they want to put a watch like a mini Apple watch on kids when they're four years old to track them. That comes I with EMF. Do that. Yeah, that's. It's been. I'm so. I'm. You know. I. I honestly believe, like you've seen in all the wellness journeys that you talk about, there is an adaptive capacity that the body mm -hmm. can heal. But I think we have this onslaught, especially for children, and we're not just mm -hmm. affecting them physically. It's 
social, emotional. It's just so many things that they have to deal with. So for me, just at least keeping those electromagnetic fields off their bodies is Mm -hmm. really wildly important. If we're talking Mm -hmm. only about babies, I got all the baby monitors and just recently, and I'm making a video right now, and I I have older baby monitors um, videos where you see the incredible amount of EMF that the kids are exposed to. But if you're a mom Mm -hmm. who absolutely has to have one of those, I, I found that in this room that I'm in with zero EMF, that we needed to be 18 feet away to even have moderate levels of exposure to the baby. So get that thing, that camera, get it as far away from them as possible and realize that unless your tablet is hardwired, you're being exposed to high levels of radiation at that monitor as well. So the camera is one source and then the monitor is another. And you know how you talk about the sock and they also have a pad that the babies can lay on that virtually does the same thing. And I mean, every woman and every baby situation is different. If it's a Nico baby, I mean, right, that's that's like we're talking about something where this might be a technology that can save their lives. If mm-hmm. you've got the baby in the next bedroom or even sleeping with you, if you're, if you're you know, attachment parenting, I don't mm-hmm. know if that would even be my decision today to use one at all. Mm-hmm. We didn't use a monitor for a major portion of our early yeah. childhood Yeah, and do you parenting. remember why? So I I, I got can a... I, oh, yeah, you can go. So we had bought this monitor mm-hmm. that w- w- came with like a watch you yeah. could wear so that you wow. could hear what was happening. Wow. But like you, would, you could like wear this thing and take it around with you. Anyhow. I thought it was so cool, man. We would <laughs> put... We would put uh, <laughs> Put baby down to sleep. This is like seven, eight years ago at this point. Yeah, seven yeah, yeah. Um, And we would uh, we'd go out and hang out with our friends. We're playing cornhole, whatever. Baby's on for a nap, and it was so convenient because like you could, you could go along with your day. That that's the purpose of these things. That's why we do this. I think right. So, and all of a sudden, like everyone's like, "Man, your internet's down. Like we can't, like we can't connect to the internet." And I'd be like, "That's so strange." And, like I'd like noticing. I'm running like speed tests, or what? And I was like, "We can't connect to the internet." And um, went like a couple of days of not knowing what the heck was going on with the internet. We're calling people. We're trying to figure it out. And um, next day, the internet's working fine. No idea what happened. Long story short, we found out that we would we would plug this monitor in and our internet would go down. Mm-hmm. Oh. Not kidding. Major Literally. power. Mm-hmm. We would wow. plug this thing in and our internet would be down. Mm-hmm. N- n- not even just like a little bit. It was like no one's phones could connect to it. No computers wow. could connect to it like my friends could be over like playing xbox and they're like dude you don't have internet i can't connect like whatever it was and it was like we, we looked at each other we're like that's kind of weird I know. Yeah, that's we're really like that, that we could plug a baby monitor in to just to hear voice like you hear her cry and it's gonna shut that like it's like a it's like a emp blast that's gonna <laughs> knock out the power grid i'm like this is crazy concerning Anyhow, that was uh, that was the end of it. We were like, yeah, we're not going to use this anymore. And we pitched it and uh, never got another monitor. And here's the beautiful thing. Yeah. I bet you eight out of 10 people live in a house where you can actually hear 
from downstairs if your child needs you. Like even the smallest peep, like mother's ears are so well attuned mm-hmm. to their kids. So, and I think that's where another piece of the conversation I want to get into is like all of these tech advancements entering such sacred spaces, mm. it confuses the consumer and tells mom, like, you're not capable of doing this on your own. You need something to mm. constantly measure your your child's wow. O2 levels. You That's need something to constantly look at them. There's like a fear you that know? comes without having yes. it. And so then I've, yeah. t- I've talked to so many anxious moms who are like, mm. I just want to do the best for my kid. And I'm like, I, I'm with you. But also this technology-filled childhood is a lie being sold to you that you're not capable and you don't have motherhood intuition because you do. And so it's like, and I think with kids too, we talk about this with screen time. It's like, yeah, we're not anti-screen time, but what are our kids missing out on Mm -hmm. because they are just zoning out on this show? And we're so picky about the shows that our kids watch. Like we don't want them to be too flashy or change, be too bright of colors. I'll turn down the color on the TV if I think it's too bright. Um, But like, I, I think the technology and the addiction space and what it does to your human psychology is also mm-hmm. a piece of the conversation. So I'd love to hear how you help people have healthy relationships with technology in regard to their relationship and like dopamine and addiction. Yeah. And- wow. Talk to it's, us about that. It's incredible. So you know and that these apps on our phone and these phones in general are designed to addict us. It's called mm-hmm. addiction by design. The lights, the likes, the notifications. These companies where all of the apps are free mean you're the product. And oh my gosh, what are those balloons? Did you see that? I what did was just that? see that. I don't know what that I was. That was. <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird. Okay. Are we hacked? No. Is that a Riverside thing? That's so funny. Oh, I don't gosh. even know what I've that was. I've that. never seen that. I what did Riverside I win? Can do that. Dude, we'll have to we'll have to post this clip so people can see it if that's in the video. I'm sorry, that was on the so on weird. the video chat, just so people that are listening know, all of a sudden balloons just started going up on the screen for uh, as if we texted happy birthday on an iPhone. Exactly, you know and I saying? liked it. I really liked it. I was it. like, oh, she's got special I think that effects. The tech companies can hear her talking right now and they're trying to like throw a wrench in the system. Like, <laughs> oh, that was so smokes. good. Anyways, anyway, continue. So, yes, we talked about the addictions and obsessions just for a moment, but oh my goodness, the rate of suicide for teenagers, the, the social mm-hmm. comparison is so much affecting mental health and in such a bizarre way because we really don't even know what's real. Like social comparison is real. Mm-hmm. That's a very healthy phenomenon as kids are growing up that you compare yourself up and you compare yourself down and you decide where you fit in in this world. And you see good and you see what doesn't feel good and you build character. But online, you don't even know if that good that you see is really good. And you don't even know mm-hmm. if that person mm-hmm. who says they have this really even has all this. So it's it's added this new layer of unreality that's incredible. And I love that it's so easy for us to really have perspective by just stepping away. If you can get one day, just one day of the week for your kids to just be with you and be kids and have the perspective of what it's like for none of you to be looking at your phone, hearing a notification, waiting for a call, 
needing to take that picture just one day, maybe even a month, you wouldn't believe the perspective that you'll get and that the kids will get. And there was a great study done out of UCLA that was noticing that the number one thing that kids compared to kids before cell phones were lacking was empathy. Now that makes mm. sense, doesn't it? Mm. That wonderful, wow. beautiful human emotion and ability to have empathy that AI will never have. And so that empathy came back after five days of camping. Wow. Five days. So that's amazing. You know, we do need to get in touch with our souls. And so what I actually recommend is a daily digital detox for all of us where we either wake up and we don't look at our phones for an hour or 15 minutes if you need to start there. And then before bed, no phones, one or the other. And then you'll see that you kind of start liking that. And and Liz, when you talked mm-hmm. about the kids and stealing motherhood, we're also stealing childhood, as you referred to. Yeah. And mm. I've talked to so many parents of kids who have waited to give them devices And those kids, guess what they have? They have independence. And they feel, Mm -hmm. a lot of them feel like, hey, my mom can't find me. This is amazing. (laughs) I'm with these kids Mm -hmm. and their moms are calling them, you know, every 15 minutes to tell them when they're going to pick them up or did they do this or remind them to do that. And kids without a phone who are not reachable are really exploring an independence that we're taking away from them. Like that's that. very unnatural, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something to think that's about. That's a great point. And I know. It really, I don't think I've thought about that. Yeah, and it would feel so good to know where they are all the time and to track them. But I, so I totally get it. But let's experiment with giving them a little space from time to time, mm-hmm. you know, that we all had growing up to become who we were. And again, I've talked to moms and their kids have all commented to them in one way or another, at one time or another, how they feel so much more independent than their friends. Hmm. It's true. Mm. They they are. So anyway, uh, as we talk about mental health for just a minute, it is very serious with kids on social media And so many studies have come out and even showing that the later the kids got a cell phone, the healthier they were mentally in their adult life. And we also know that the suicide rate is up, that this body dysmorphia problem is affecting girls mostly and boys to an extent. We're also, we have to remember that the second that we give them this little door to the world, It is a door to the world with everything amazing and everything scary. And so Mm. we have to be so mindful to know that actually that's not their phone, that's your phone. And you're giving them this phone and you can see it whenever you want and you can pick it up and talk about it whenever you want. And that's the healthiest thing to do. I mean, you would never give your kids the keys to the car without driving with them in it, Mm -hmm. without them taking instructions on how to use it. And the best people to show them are you. Mm -hmm. You guys are the best, best instruction for your children. 
not just by what you tell them to do, but also what you show them. And so uh, my daughter and I, my daughter's, uh, I think she's your age, and we worked on a family plan together, a social media family mm -hmm. plan, where you know we encourage parents to scroll together. It's just a really inexpensive little book that you cut out and then you put on your fridge, but you guys decide together what's okay. What's okay, oh, when's cool. it, when it's okay. You've explored the feelings that you feel during scrolling and seeing other kids and what they're doing and who you mm -hmm. wanna be online, how you wanna represent yourself. You know, what's okay to say, what's not okay. And um, so anyway, I really love that idea. The Surgeon General came out and said that he believed that 13 was way too young for kids to be on social media. And that he recommended that every family have a family social media plan. So we agree. And we've got, we just tried to make it easy because there are so many steps to it. And so many things that I think that parents probably just aren't even aware of, so. Mm -hmm. I love that and I'm gonna go get it. Yeah, we're gonna get that and we're gonna link that in the show notes. 100%. Our daughter turns 13 in February and we she's not getting a phone anytime soon. And when she does get a phone, maybe for babysitting purposes, it will be a dumb phone. It will not have access to the internet. And, um, but oh, I do, she, having a mom who is, on, Big on Instagram, you know, yes. yeah, yes. and so she's she sees like my work and what I do, and we're on YouTube, and we, so it's it makes an interesting conversation because I want to teach her how you can use online resources. It's yes. so weird for me when I talk to our kids, and they'll make jokes or even potentially be kind of serious. Like I'm going to be a you know social media influencer for like when I grow up, and like, do they say that? I have heard Sophia say this, and it like hits me because like. My intuition is like my, my gut reaction is like like don't say that and then I'm like we kind of do that so I'm like what do we do here what what do we say you know and, I, and I, it's it's a uh, it's a very very strange place to be because we're, we're we're in one way modeling I think one way we can use the internet at least we, what we try to do uh, to do a lot of good absolutely but, but also we're we're modeling like using it frequently social so. media educator i don't like the term influencer also i'm not an influencer because i don't do brand deals and it's i don't not what it is. It, you, you know call what, what you saying? want and i know it's influencers icky to say but like at the end of the day if people are influenced by things that you put out in some capacity that would be how i define that sure 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 yeah so i but i love your resource you're talking about that you created because i do think you should have like I don't want to just say okay you're 18 here's social media and then not have trained her at all yeah and then she's kind of walking into this wild territory mm -hmm. not knowing it seeing mom on her phone and shooting an Instagram mm -hmm. story right. but like okay I guess I'll do that and um yeah I was I was much older when I was exposed to this and also like I've fumbled and made mistakes and I've seen how the comment section can ruin your day right oh. or like you work so hard on a post and it flops and you're like, am I even worthy of anything? It's ridiculous. The podcast reviews. The podcast reviews. I love our so listeners good. so much. And, you know, they all have opinions and we love that. But like when you share your life online and we don't even share that much life of online, but when you mm -hmm. do share your life online, you are subjecting yourself to every single person's opinion mm -hmm. And um, probably significantly more than the average person. Totally, totally. And, you know, we do that to ourselves, right? Like we choose to answer DMs and read comments and stuff like that. Engage. Yeah. I believe there's a, so a beautiful social element about 
social media, but I want to teach our kids how to. I love that. Yeah, we're definitely that. gonna we're definitely gonna find. Yeah, well, find I have. We wrote in little social media. We wrote little heart checks that you just do every mm-hmm. so often. You know, maybe once every two months, and you just go, "How's this making me feel right now? Mm-hmm. What I'm looking at?" Mm-hmm. And maybe you'll decide that that person or whatever they're talking about isn't making you feel good. So you don't have to follow them anymore. You don't have to see it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so Mm -hmm. I think that we haven't really shown our kids all those tips and tricks that can protect their hearts Mm -hmm. and their minds and also keep them even connected to you through social media. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about what you're saying about her and how fun if you guys get an account together that you look Mm -hmm. at with her and you talk about Mm -hmm. it. You know, maybe not at 13, maybe 14, maybe 15. Maybe you just look at her friends to begin with because certainly her friends are going to show her at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I love that. And then there's so much that a parent I know is concerned about these days. I mean, at the extreme, you know, kids being groomed for human trafficking. I mean, that's the extreme, right? But I Mm -hmm. think that extreme fear, which... Of course, it's it's true it can happen, but has caused us to boomerang into this control place that you were talking about, mm-hmm. where it takes away motherhood and it takes away childhood. I mean, our parents didn't have to worry about us as much as we're worrying about our kids because mm-hmm. we know we can. Where mm-hmm. are they? What are they doing? What are they looking at? Right? It's It's something to be thinking about and... Every time they're not online, it's an opportunity that they can come back down to earth and ground mm-hmm. in every single way, spiritually, yeah. mentally, physically. Mm-hmm. And you we know have- what? Speaking of that, they there's been an increase in macular degeneration with this, mm-hmm. this generation and affecting all of us. And they believe that part of it is the near work, you know, because we're staring so close. They think it might have something to do with the digital light. There are probably a lot of reasons. They're not exactly sure, but you know what they know for sure works. And people who do this, kids who do this, don't have it as much. And that's outside play. Mm. And they think it's because of maybe the refocusing, where you have to focus near and far. Maybe it's the natural light, but it works. Mm. So that's a really great side benefit of not being on technology. Mm-hmm. I love that. Take your kids hunting. There you go. Take that's what I heard. Bryce, that's what I heard uh, August say. It was just <laughs> take your kids out in the woods. Go to the park. Hunting. He said, "Take your kids hunting." Oh yeah, go to the park. Go to the take park. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Sophie's a good shot. Hey, she's in. You know, we're teaching her. We're teaching Sign her. Right. Up. I just, I, I think that's so. And powerful what you said is we have this luxury to information and it has disillusion it has it has given us false security and also heightened our anxiety mm-hmm. in parenthood and i'm not saying neglect your kids or lock them up in a box and don't don't utilize right. technology where it's appropriate but we need to check ourselves real hard mm-hmm. and um i i want to get your opinion on i never forget when joey was looking at a Tesla. I was like, nope, we're not doing Teslas. <laughs> but I found these rocks, these yeah. bags of rocks right. that can help mitigate. What is your 
What is your take on these? Oh, there are so many things. There are so many things like rocks. Uh, there are so many different solutions. Uh, there are so many. Oh, my gosh. The balloons. Was that again? the magic word? Did I say that before? <laughs> you win the prize again. I don't even know what it is. I am Yay. so confused. The balloons happened again, everybody. <laughs> okay, we're going to find out, and then I'm going to send a bunch to you. Um, yes. But anyway, oh, I'm so sorry. What, the rocks what? for like... Oh, the, ro the, the solutions, yes. Yes, the, the smart solutions. Okay. So since I have been doing this, since I became very concerned in the mm -hmm. 90s that this energy was affecting me, I bought everything. I tried everything. Mm -hmm. And since then, there were harmonizers, there were chips, there were crystals, there were stones. There were all these things. There were necklaces that carried energy and... Uh, their marketing is very good. And even some of their research feels like, oh, wow, that worked. And I don't want to dismiss at all anyone who feels like something works for them and they tell a friend. Because you know how that's how a lot of us learn about really mm -hmm. great things. And maybe those things work for some people and don't for others. But when I look at the research, because that's what I'm about. I'm about science-backed solutions. I see research that maybe has two or three people in the study mm. that maybe is looking at a, a blood sample and maybe is looking at heart rate and heart rate variability, all good things. But then I compare that to the National Toxicology Program study, $35 million dollars thousands of rats. There were like hundreds at a time. And then they'd randomly pick some to go over here and, and be exposed to this and this thing and that thing. And even with all that major evidence that said clear evidence, lots of subjects in the study, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of subjects. And still, we sell a cell phone. And still, we use it. And then I look at these harmonizers and some of the studies look like you might do them in high school and maybe mm. get second place in the science fair. And I think, wow, we're betting our lives on those. We're actually believing. And I, I have to tell you, I super believe in the power of belief. And placebo in studies has shown amazing numbers. And so placebo and belief, very powerful. Maybe deep breathing, maybe meditation, maybe relaxing. Maybe there is a power that I can't measure, that I can't see in these stones or harmonizers. They, some people say it's on the quantum level. Some people say it's on the subatomic level. Okay, when it's proven, I absolutely will be first to bring them to my community, for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But until such time, the scary thing about it is that I know of a couple of studies and a couple of really, really great OGs in this field. One is uh, Dr. George Carlo, who was studying people for years, and they discovered a necklace that they wore, and uh, it was a harmonizer, and they put it on, and then he had to 
had to actually issue a medical alert that 20 of these people who completely believed in this necklace had gotten better briefly and then became very, very ill. And we don't know why. We don't know if the belief stopped. We don't know if the power stopped. We don't know if something actually happened and the body adapted. We don't know because we don't really even know how these work, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're one of the harmonizers has a study of chickens and they put the the harmonizer in a chicken coop and the chickens lay all these eggs and and they're even to the point of not being bothered by the Wi-Fi that's in the chicken coop at all. And then there are the chickens that go about their normal time, you know, of the Wi-Fi goes in and they avoid it. They don't go close to it and they don't lay as many eggs. But later, Dr. Klingert has a video and I've got it connected in my How I Feel About Chips and Shields article. I have the Mm -hmm. video where he explains that five years later, all the chickens that had the harmonizer die. Mm. But all the chickens without the harmonizer are um, and just the Wi-Fi are still laying eggs. Hmm. And so he thinks that it's because they avoided it. And that that was just his concept of it, that, you know, maybe it's because they were much more aware of this toxin than when they thought they were being protected. And it's something that I often say is the problem. It gives us a false sense of security Because even if those stones were working in the Tesla, it doesn't stop the rest of the EMF that's outside the Tesla. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stop it from, you know, you get out and you're you're standing in front of an antenna, but you might feel invincible. Mm -hmm. And so that's the biggest issue that I have with them. That makes total sense. I, um, we have a Soma Vedic. I bought it years ago. I think that's the name of it. Yeah. It's in the cabinet. It glows green. Oh. And I was like, I don't know. This is a this is a shot in the dark. And I haven't noticed anything negative, but I also don't count on it for my livelihood. So I'm I'm I totally understand the caution of you can have all the tech you want and all the harmonizers, but if you're not distancing yourself, then your body might be telling you your psyche might be telling you it's fine Hmm. but five ten years down the line you were staying real close to that source and that compounding effect can be yes so i totally get that and liz i do have to tell you i did a very extensive study on some of edic should i I go unplug it should i throw it away uh you should you should read the article um i i definitely called in the big research scientists to break down the research. So you'll have Mm -hmm. that. And then when you say green, if it Mm -hmm. is the, the, there, there was a green one that I Mm -hmm. had as well Mm -hmm. that made me feel really sick. Mm -hmm. And uh, it turns out it's made with uranium. Have you heard of the green, green glass, Mm -hmm. the antique Mm -hmm. green glass? That, that's sold at swap meets and and it has a, a low level of uranium. And um, and they, I, I show an advertisement that, and, and they, they say it's made of uranium. They didn't, they don't try to hide it. And they feel that that pushes 
its invisible power further. But if you have that particular one, you might want to, you, you should read and just make the decision and see okay. if it's right for you. I love that this is real time Liz learning. This is good. Because <laughs> I'm definitely going to go read that article and I'll be on social media. Y'all will see what I do next. So that's so wonderful. Um, I know we've been going for an hour here. Anything wow. else in the tech wellness tech health space you want to cover before we wrap things up? Well, as long as you're looking at your settings, like you were, um, Mm -hmm. make sure you also look at your privacy settings. Because Mm. if someone, especially, you know, you guys are, are, you guys are big, people know who you are. And I think it's important that you can keep some things private. And so I would just make my mm. photo roll private, my location private, my mm. uh, microphone private, because still a very real hack is when you download some weird app or you, you open an email or a text and it looks like it's from UPS. And so you click on it and you've allowed a virus onto your phone or mm-hmm. onto your computer. Well, often that virus can reach your microphone. So if you turn all the settings off, and another little trick is if it's on your computer, you go into system settings and you just turn the microphone volume input down. And both of those things together can really protect even a virus from listening to you. Mm, That's great info. Yeah. And then a lot of people say to me, oh, my gosh, my phone's tracking me. They know everything. and They know what I'm thinking. I just walked by and saw these really this new makeup that I've been thinking about and I get an ad. Well, that's because that that app, some app and it could be Instagram, it could be Facebook, it could be the shopping app. It could be, you know, Ulta or, you know, Sephora. And you're walking by and if they proximity. If you, yeah, it's communicating. It's mm-hmm. telling them that you're there and it knows your shopping history, but you don't have to tell them that you're there. In fact, you can erase all your cookies and they don't even have to know where you are ever. So mm-hmm. there's there's lots of little tricks that you can do. And I just like to mention that because often people are, are quite surprised that that's happened. Mm-hmm. And um, one more thing, last thing about EMF, because I get asked this question a lot and that's about electric cars. People are very concerned, and you said about the Tesla, right? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. electric cars, from what I have found, it's not the battery that's the culprit. It's the wiring. And different manufacturers are wiring differently. I drive an electric car that has the lowest magnetic and electric EMF that I was able to find of any car on the market. And that's because it's properly wired from the battery. And I don't know if it's a per car issue or a per manufacturer issue, but you can take a meter shopping with you and you can know for sure. Mm, That's a great point. I think my mom has one of those meters. Yeah, you should use it. Joey has a partial electric truck. Yeah. And then, oh, just good. You do? You have like a hybrid? It's a Ford, yeah, it's a hybrid. My it's yes, it is. It is a hybrid truck. So like it runs. It has a battery, but the battery charges from the engine. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's so cool. It was my yeah. V 
because you right. don't have to go to a charging station because those Never. those yeah. I can't I don't like the charging stations, but that's yeah. so cool. It feels a hybrid like, truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Feels like the best of both worlds. But now I'm interested to take in the. Uh, it's so funny. My mom came to our house with the meter. She did. Oh, I love heart. your mom. She's, she's the bomb. <clears throat> she runs an organization called Foundation Wellness Coaching. Mm. And she does work with people that have autoimmune and are fighting uh, illnesses that have no explanation, at least from conventional doctors. Mm-hmm. And um, she has a story of Lyme disease. We've had her on the show. Anyhow, she is one of these folks that is, uh, you know, the two of you guys should connect at some point probably. Mm-hmm. But um, she's very in and, and she's been telling me a lot of things that August is telling me today, but for like the last couple of years. Anyhow, she brought this thing over to my house and it was so funny because she's walking around the house. I'm like, you look like a Ghostbuster, mom. Because like, <laughs> it's like got this like beep, 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 beep. And she's like walking around and I was like, what are you like? What are you doing right now? And and she's checking our bedrooms and, and um, you know, she's telling us which wall we should put our kids bed on and these sorts yes. of things. The smart meter outside. And, yes. and uh, she was telling us, here's the things you need to pl- unplug at night and and. Sorry, mom. We we didn't do those things. Um, do but, you, you know, know how much I love her and how much I want to be her best friend? Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, you she's, guys would get along so she's, well. She's great. Yeah, but the the Ghostbuster machine is something that she has, and we should bring it over and, and take it to the truck. Yeah, and let's see, do it. See what uh, what's going on in there. Let's do it. Yeah. Holy smokes! This has been outstanding. Uh, anything else, Augustine? And I mean that seriously. I, I, I'm anything else that's on your brain because I've learned so much today already that uh, it has been so great to talk to you both because you're Mm -hmm. both so aware and you're such caring parents and you guys are so cute so thank you so (laughs) much for letting me spend this time with you I really appreciate it Oh, I love it. It's been truly, truly a joy. Really, really great episode so thank you for being here. Tell people where they can find you um, if they have more questions or want to continue learning from you. Tell Mm -hmm. them uh, where they can find you. Oh, that, thank you so much. Yes. Um, well, Tech Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter that I actually don't go on. And our website, mm-hmm. Tech Wellness, where we actually sell solutions. And we have mm. 130 videos and uh, products and lots of articles and great links to other great resources as well. Amazing. I love that. And the guide for social media oh, introduction. I'm so excited that you're excited website. about it. I can't is wait that, for you guys to use website? it. Yeah, it's called the um, Social yeah, Media Family awesome. Plan, and it's sold on the website. Yes, and it's it's not it's right like on. nineteen dollars. I think it's not a lot. So. Yeah, it's a no brainer. That's great. And uh, yeah, everyone join us as we go buy this social media family plan. Yes, and we should we do can, like a little cohort. That'd be super fun. A little group yeah. of people with other teen kids. I dig it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so fun. Awesome. Well, sweet. Thank you, August, for being here. Thank you for enlightening us. Thank you for confirming some of the things that we've been chewing on for a while. Mm-hmm. Quick takeaways. I think our family's going to do the switch with the Wi-Fi. Easy, Easy peasy. peasy. Put a little right. plug in. You get a remote. You turn it off. In the future, I would love to hardwire our home. Mm-hmm. I do think that is key. Um, and then also 
yeah, get those kids outside, get them off screens, get yourself outside, get off screens. I love the daily tech detox and then also implementing maybe weekly and monthly. Mm -hmm. I think we could do a better job of maybe taking a full day off of screens and technology in general. So I love your practical tips that anyone can take and still be a functioning member of society. You know, you don't, we're not telling people to go live in a cave. So I love that. Thank you for being here. This has been so wonderful. I'm guessing we'll talk to you again soon. We may even get a ton of questions and do a follow-up. I would love uh, that. Oh, I would love that. Thank you so much. And I'm going to send you a hard wire kit as soon as Mm. this is over. I'm so excited that you want to try. That's so nice. Thank you so much. Sure. Well, hey, uh, thank you so much, August. And we'll be talking to you soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Be well. And with that, August Bryce of Tech Wellness has left the virtual chat. Mm -hmm. I am drained because of how much I've learned <laughs> and how much I'm like walking away in like a very good way. Mm-hmm. You ever le- left like a really powerful like sermon mm-hmm. or like college course or class? That's kind of how I feel right now. Yeah, I feel, um, I I don't feel negatively like overwhelmed at all. I think that was such a practical conversation. Mm. And what she does is she helps me put language to things that I've already experienced because even when she was talking about how apps are built to be addictive, Mm -hmm. I have noticed. So I get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of notifications on my Instagram specifically every single day. But like Instagram doesn't push every single one of those to the top. It would just be insane. Mm -hmm. So they time it. And I've noticed the second I put my phone down because I'm about to turn and go do something else, I hear the ding. Mm-hmm. And it'll be some stupid notification that happened an hour ago, but it knows that I just put my phone down and it's triggering me to come back. It's like, wait, don't, don't leave. Don't leave. That's interesting. Come back. Have, if you, if anyone listening to this knows what I'm talking about, you will start to hear it and you will start to notice that the second your phone gets put down, mm. you will get a That'd notification. That would be creepy if that was real. It's for sure real. No, it's kind of creepy. I've been noticing it for months. I loved the talk about social media with your kids. For sure going to get the plan. Uh, I love that. I love when like podcasts turn into an inadvertent like commercial for the guest because like we love them so much. I feel like that happened with Hayden Flower Mills. <laughs> I know. Neither <laughs> of these places, the like there's no sponsorships here. We're we just, literally asked both of these people to come on our show. Yeah, I'm in. And we're like, yes, um, get in there. Yeah. Big fan of that. Go check out techwellness.com mm-hmm. check them out on instagram mm-hmm. show them some love she's they deserve a great it. social media her page. heart is just like outstanding mm-hmm. um, i was minorly overwhelmed at first if honest <laughs> about some of the stuff she was talking about and then when we kind of prioritized i felt like it was a lot more digestible Good. so for me the wear a phone on a leash and and hardwiring it was like i was like holy smokes like uh, there's no and and man she just in stride was like well here's what i would do mm-hmm and um, love that clear that she does this and has been doing it for a long time mm-hmm. so August was awesome thank you again August killed it thank you thankful to have you on here thankful for what you do mm-hmm. you're doing great stuff out there so mm-hmm. yeah keep keep it up um, man transitioning so it feels like hard to top that talk to me about some of the things that we're, we've got going on Oh, you know, Joe, we've got a lot going on. Um, I think that by the time this episode drops, we will have, we will be in full holiday swing. Mm. I'll tell you two things I'm excited about. Two things. Well, I'm excited about our whole holiday market at Hazelmeyer Goods because we've, I've, I've been in 
text conversations, phone conversations, email conversations with the vendors who make this stuff for Hazelmeyer Goods. It's not me and Joey making the soap and the baskets and stuff. Mm. Like we have vendors who do this. And like I call them all and I text them ahead of time and and I'm like, hey, this is how much we want to order. We have no idea what's going to happen here. But like this and every single time the vendor is like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This Mm. means so much to us because like it's their Christmas season too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as much as I get super pumped for all the households that get these awesome product, I'm just freaking excited we get to bless the makers. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, we're blessing we're blessing the makers because we feel like we have a a desire to help curate a market like mm-hmm. this. And it's not like it's like all easy and fun and amazing. I mean, there are elements of that. I'm I'm learning so many skills I never Blessings thought I'd have to learn. All around. ShopTheH.com got all kinds of awesome stuff on there for you. So many, so many things now. It's hard to even list them all. We're not even going to list them. Don't even do it. The other thing is, a new homegrown resource is getting launched. I don't know the timeline of it because I want to shoot the cover of it. But um, the information in this new book, I'm so excited about, and I think it's going to be just like the best buttoning up of the current homegrown resources. It's more of like a lifestyle kind of guide. Yeah, I I keep going back and forth on the title, so I don't want to say it. But it's going to be such a proud, it's going to be like, it's written in my voice. I'm, I'm sitting down having a cup of coffee with you, telling you exactly the journey my family has gone on in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Everything I've learned from every podcast interview I've done, every practical thing I've implemented, the stuff that hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. Like I'm telling you that because I want you to be able to make changes faster than I was able to make. Everything we wish knew from the beginning. It's a big one. Yeah. I love it. Literally. Um, be on the lookout for that. Follow us on Instagram to get, to to learn more about that resource as it drops at homegrown underscore education on Instagram. You can find Elizabeth on Instagram at Liz Hazelmeyer. You can find me at Joey Hazelmeyer. You can find shoptheh.com for all your all your household goods, coffee, teas, etc. And you can find resources to teach you and your kids all about nutrition, wellness at homegrown at homegrown education.org and until next time that's a wrap